Today's date is Sunday, January 23rd, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 58, beginning with Rarely Have We Seen, up to and including page 60, that God could and would through the end of that paragraph. Rob R. will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Veronica. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Ksenia. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob. I'm a compulsive overeater. Chapter 5, How It Works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program, usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what an order. I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. 
The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. C, that God could and would if he were sought. Thank you for the opportunity to be of service. Thanks, Rob. All right, and uh, it's my pleasure to introduce Veronica B, um, who's here with us this morning to share her experience, strength, and hope um, for about the next 20 minutes. Good morning, Veronica. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much. I'm Veronica. I'm a compulsive overeater and a bulimic, and I want to thank Kim for asking me to come out and share this morning. It's such an honor. Uh, thank you. I'm very humbled. Um, and I want to welcome anyone that's new to Overeaters Anonymous and tell you that my life has changed today because of the 12 steps. And for that, I am eternally grateful. And um, I love the reading, uh, how it works. The 12 steps, this is um, the recipe to my having a healthy relationship with God today. This is how I try to live my life today through these 12 steps. And um, I'm gonna share a little bit about um, what it was like, what happened and what it's like for me today, just a little bit to um, qualify. And then I really wanna share about um, the reading. Um, I, I'm the oldest of four girls and I have two older brothers and um, my parents are immigrants from Mexico. And growing up, I felt very uncomfortable. And I remember from a very young age, um, I was an overweight child. And my mom told me that, you know, out of all of, there was five kids around the, there was like five of us around the same age uh, growing up in our household. We were like two to one year apart. And she said, out of all the kids, I would be the, the one child to ask for more, more of a serving of food. And that I always had um, three pacifiers. I had one in each hand and one in my mouth all the time. So I was very uncomfortable as a child in my own skin. And as a result, I was an overweight child uh, my whole childhood until I uh, got into high school. And um, I asked my mom to take me to a diet doctor because all my girlfriends were getting boyfriends and I wasn't getting a boyfriend. I was, you know, I was like 50 pounds overweight and the doctor gave me um, amphetamine pills and these pills took away my appetite. Okay. And they helped me lose 40 pounds and I lost my 40 pounds and I went back to the doctor and he didn't want to give me any more pills. He said I was cured and I was go live a happy life. And that's when I discovered um, eating and throwing up, okay? And um, I just used that as a solution for many, many years. I, um, I would just automatically, um, you know, if I had a hard time, when I had a hard time, I would just use food for an effect. And it talks about that in the doctor's opinion that um, I, men and women, drink essentially because they like the effects produced by alcohol. Well, I ate certain foods for the effect. And I know this today. I didn't know it at the time. I just know that I would 
use food for an effect. And I used eating and throwing up as a solution for about 15 years until, um, until I came into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous because I loved how I felt, you know, with amphetamine pills and uh, alcohol. And really what it, what it is for me is like, I have a spiritual malady. I'll use anything to uh, just numb out and not really feel my feelings and uh, not be in reality of my life. So I came to AA, I got sober, no problem. And um, three years into coming to meetings, I was eating and throwing up still in the rooms. And I felt like a fraud walking around in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous because um, I had this big secret. Nobody knew about this big secret. And, um, you know, AA took away and removed my drinking problem, but it did not cure me of my compulsive eating. It doesn't work for me. Um, I needed to come here to Overs Anonymous where I get the identification. Like I need to hear your experience, strength and hope and tell me that I don't have to turn to the food today for the answers, you know? So um, AA did not work for me in, in curing me of my compulsive eating. Um, but the study habits are helpful. So when I came to um, OA, um, I just got really busy and I got really in the middle of OA and um, my sponsor gave me a list of things to do, okay? So when I was new and uh, it was in, I came in July of 2009, okay? And, um, you know, my sponsor helped me identify my, you know, she told me to do a red, yellow, and green column of my allergic foods. And then she said, okay, um, abstain from, from these foods a meal at a time, all right? And then she had me pick a food plan out of the dignity of choice. And so for me in the beginning of my recovery, I had to learn how to just be okay feeling full because as a bulimic, if I would just take that one extra bite, I, it would trigger something in my brain and I would go get rid of it. And um, I, I work as a flight attendant and I remember I would feed all my first class passengers and then, um, and then I would eat all the leftovers and go get rid of it in that little laboratory. And I would pray that my colleagues wouldn't see me because my eyes would be, um, you know, I have to reapply my lipstick, you know, reapply like my mascara because my eyes would water and it was just, it was a lot of work. And um, so I came to you guys in July of 2009 and I got abstinent right away from bulimia. I don't know how, I thought I was gonna die from eating and throwing up. I had done this behavior for 15 years, okay? And um, I just didn't see, I didn't see a way out until I came to you guys, okay? Until I started to hear the miracle of, the, the miracles that God was performing in these rooms as uh, far as my eating disorder. And um, so my abstinence at first was to throw, no throwing up no matter what. And, um, and I got really busy and Overeaters Anonymous. I took a lot of commitments. And, um, and then you guys were talking about not eating any flour and sugar. And I never thought that was gonna be possible for me. I said, no way, that's not gonna happen for me. And uh, my sponsor said, just keep coming back and 
you know, ask God for the willingness to yeah, ask God for the willingness. So that's what I did. And one day I was just struck willing and, you know, the sugar and the flour was removed and I felt really amazing. You know, I was really active in um, recovery. And then I started making really selfish decisions that, um, you know, in 2018, I, I got in a relationship for all the wrong reasons. And that really drove me to um, make him my higher power. And, um, and I broke my abstinence. Uh, I broke my food plan, my abstinence and my food plan. And I started eating you know, dessert every day. Like, he's like, oh, you're so skinny. Why don't you just share a dessert with me? And I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, I had forgotten, I had forgotten what sugar did to my body, you know, because of, I have a phys physical allergy. I'm powerless over um, the allergy that I have. And, um, and it's always going to be inside of me. Like I was born with it. And I know this today that I cannot ingest flour and sugar in my body today. So anyways, when I took that first bite of that dessert, forget it. I was like, I needed it every day. I needed it every day. And, um, and so then the pandemic hit and I met, I discovered uh, this big book phone meeting. I had never heard of this kind of recovery. And um, I was instantly like uh, attracted to that recovery. And you guys were talking a lot about, you guys use words like recovered. I was intrigued. I, you know, we really didn't use the word recovered in, um, in Santa Monica. <laughs> and so anyways, as uh, during this time, I, um, I was afraid I was gonna eat and throw up. Like I started having thoughts of like eating and throwing up and that really terrified me. And you know, fast forward, like I have, I, I have been able to maintain my weight loss. So in my mind, that was good enough for me, but I would, you know, when I took that first bite of that dessert, you know, in 2018, like that's all I thought about, you know? And so, um, I would come to OA and I'd be like, God, you know, remove this obsession. And cause I had awoken this monster inside of me. And, um, and so that's, you know, during the time when I discovered this big book, um, meeting. And at that time I asked my sponsor to take me through, uh, the steps again out of the big book. I had done the steps out of OA many times, but never out of the big book. And, uh, she said no. And I was pretty devastated. And so at that time I made a decision for myself and I, I, um, got a sponsor that would take me through the steps out of the big book. I can't tell you how my life has been like transformed from, from taking this decision, making this decision. I was so afraid to leave my sponsor of 10 years. Um, you know, I was, I think I was just very codependent and I was afraid. I was afraid. I don't know what I was afraid of. I was just afraid. And thank God I made that, that uh, choice for myself. And, and so the sponsor took me through the 12 steps out of the big book and I had you know, more of a spiritual awakening and a deeper relationship with God. And, you know, this chapter five talks about, you know, it talks about honesty in the first paragraph. It says, it says the word honesty three times. What they're talking about is that I have to be 
honest with myself that I'm a compulsive eater, that I have this disease, that I have this physical allergy and that I have this mental obsession. You know, I have this mind that says, oh, it's okay, Veronica, you can take the first, you know, you can have one bite of the cookie. It's okay. It's been, you know, many years. And um, that's that unmanageability part. That's the mental twist of, of the, of my disease of compulsive eating. And so I, it starts with me first admitting that I have, that I'm powerless over certain food ingredients and that, um, and then, and then I'm powerless over the idea that I can have that first bite. I'm powerless over that too. And I'm powerless over if I do take that first bite, like I can't, I can't stop, you know, and that's just that cycle again, right? And so first for me, I had to admit I was powerless over, you know, my allergic ingredients. And those were very clear for me. And uh, then it talks about, um, you know, willingness. They have the willingness, you know, half measures. It's like, if I do half, I get half, right? And, um, and it talks about willingness and open-mindedness. And in the appendix in the uh, back of the book of a spiritual experience, where it just talks about this personality change, which is why I keep coming, because I keep I, I keep um, wanting to seek God. I'm a seeker. I keep wanting to grow and, and be useful out there. And it says willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. Indispensable means absolutely necessary. So willingness, my willingness to keep doing the work keeps me honest and it keeps me, um, it keeps me, um, growing. Like I have to continue to be willing to continue to do the work. I, I, I have to keep a beginner's mind, which means I'm just teachable. I am just, you know, I just keep taking the action, keep taking the action. It doesn't matter what I think. doesn't matter how I feel. I just keep taking the actions anyways. And, um, cause really nobody cares what I think or feel. It matters what I do. It matters what I do, right? So, um, and then, you know, uh, the open-mindedness. I came into Overeaters Anonymous. Um, uh, I was really hard. I was really hard on the outside. My, my heart was really hardened from all these old ideas. And so I had to come in here and had to be willing. You know, it, it started for me first with having the idea like, hmm, these guys sound like they know what they're talking about. Maybe, just maybe this could work for me too. God's performing all these miracles for you guys. Why not me, right? So I had just a little bit of a willingness to have an open mind, you know, and um, a little bit of willingness to kind of put aside what I thought I knew because my ideas and the way I was living was making me miserable. And I I certainly didn't like what I was getting. And, um, and so that was what I came into Orders Anonymous with. And, um, you know, my recovery, the steps changes my thinking. So I, I put the food down and just real quick about my food plan. Just a couple of things I wanted to share about that is um, I, I have a food plan, I weigh and measure, I eat around the same, on the same time zone as myself, Pacific Standard Time. I uh, take my food with me to work. 
and I don't change or I don't experiment on my food plan. Okay. Doesn't matter if I'm in Australia, I don't try their food. I stick to um, a very simple food plan, very black and white food plan for me. And that works perfectly. I have food neutrality today. Okay. But the bigger, but the bigger promises and the bigger um, shift and change has happened inside of me. I've had this personality change that they talk about from working the 12 steps. And these steps have changed my thinking. So I'm the same person I was back when I first came into OA, but my, my wiring of my brain, my thought process has changed and it continues to evolve from working steps six and seven every day and doing daily uh, 10 steps, okay? Um, my thinking has changed where like, I don't listen to my first thought today. Today, God is in between, you know, that first thought and the second thought, like there's God right there. There's you guys right there. So um, like yesterday, things were not going my way. And I felt instantly, I felt frustrated. And, um, and I, I had a little cry, like a little cry, like a two minute cry, you know, because that's, helps me process like my feelings, right? Cause I don't get to stuff my feelings today. I get to feel everything. And um, so I do a little quick 10 step in my head. Okay, where am I being selfish? Okay, I'm not getting my way. I really want to get my, I'm not getting my way. Okay. And then I ask God, God, please help me to practice the opposite. God, please help me. And then, um, you know, I turn to see who I can help. And that's been, that's engraved inside of me from practicing these steps. It, it becomes a working part of, of you when you just practice like doing what's outlined in here, like doing daily um, 10 steps. It, by, taking the, by doing the actions over and over, it just becomes a part of you, you know? And, um, and when I'm in trouble, it's because I'm not letting God's power inside help me with my problem it's because I'm taking my will back and you know often I hear I at first I was like I didn't know the difference between my will and God's will well I know I know this today I know that things constantly are changing and I know there's only two things there's only God's will and there's my will right and my sponsor likes to say that um, she knows when she's in self-will when she's not serene or she doesn't feel settled and so when something's off with me I say I I, I take a pause I take a deep breath and I say, okay, what, what, what is, why do I feel off God? And then I think about like the circumstances. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm being selfish here. Okay, God, please help me. Actually, that, and just to let you know, that's my favorite prayer today. God, please help me. God, please help me because I can't do, I can't not do any of this on my own. I, on my own power, I got what I used to get, which was the food, thinking that was a solution, which was really selfish behavior. And today is like, God, please help me. And I've had so many, so many, so many disappointments and so much heartbreak in the last, you know, couple of years. And I've, I've had to ask God to please help me, God. And I've had to ask him to please help me from being angry, you know, because there's, there's a lot of conflict in my family regarding our mom. I have a mom who uh, has Alzheimer's. And um, when you come from a big family, you're not always all going to um, want the same thing for your mom and there's going to be conflict and that's my experience like 
I'm living in the conflict, but, but I'm living, um, I'm living with God's help and I'm not living, um, in the state of, of fear because I bring God into each, every single affair of my day. And because I keep to seek, I keep seeking God. And because this big book tells me how to behave more importantly, I don't get to take sides with my family. I get to just ask God, God, who would you want me to be? God, please help me um, help somebody else. And um, I cannot afford to behave as my other siblings are because they're not compulsive eaters. I am in a different entity, right? I, I have to follow certain um, principles that I've learned here, spiritual principles, like, you know, um, I've heard, I've, I've just learned so much here and I continue to learn because I continue to be teachable. I continue to have an open mind and, um, God is everything to me. My relationship with God is everything. And for me, my God is everlasting love at the end of the day, all there is is love. Right. And, um, so as long as I keep in the middle of OA, I keep uh, current with my sponsor. I keep uh, growing in effectiveness by seeking God. I am safe and protected. And so you guys have absolutely transformed my life. I can't do it alone. And God, God is um, the boss. He's the almighty in, in my life. So I want to thank him again. Absolutely humbled. And um, thank you so much for letting me pass for letting me share. Thank you.